Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. The Kidley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Um, so here's the plan. We're uh, It's been kind of a busy week for me doing a bunch of things. Uh, I'll have the, let's see, what's next? The Minnesota uh, kind of preview type of podcast up sometime over the weekend. Um, hopefully tomorrow, Saturday, but things are, things are hectic. Things are hectic. Um, today we're going to, uh, talk about a couple of things that John Wilner has said recently, um, because he said some interesting things. Uh, first he went through like all of the, uh, over unders for wins for the PAC 12 football teams, uh, a couple days ago, some interesting stuff in there. Personally, I'm not quite ready to, to make my picks yet because I still feel like we're in the time of year where. I don't know. I'm I'm manipulable, you know? I, I think that, like, once you get into, like, August and you start to hear reports out other camps, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that does kind of make sense. Like, right now I'm really high on Arizona State. I really think Arizona State's going to be good. By the time the season rolls around, though, is it is it more of like a USC has the talent? I, I don't think anything could get me to pick USC to win the South this year, if I'm being honest. I don't know what it would be. But yeah, I don't know. Point is, we're going to run through what John Wilner had to say there. But then also, uh, he, he had a mailbag that came out today. And this is even more interesting, I think. Not too much to say, but uh, in that mailbag, somebody asked about potential, like, a change in the members of the Pac-12. You know, um, could people be leaving? Could people be added? And John wrote a whole bunch of stuff there. And again, he has the best perspective on all of that. He, he knows better than anyone. Um, and, you know, you can look around and find other people writing things about how the Pac-12 could expand. But none of them, none of them have the clout that John Wilner does. And so that's why we're going to touch on that real quick, too. Probably going to be a little bit shorter podcast, but, you know. There'll be a nice long one talking about Minnesota sometime next day or two. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Before we get into the uh, real stuff we're talking about today, I uh, want to take a couple seconds to shout out the presenting sponsor of this podcast, uh, the Colorado XOs. They're a rugby team. They play here locally. They're working closely with the U.S. national team to try to develop talent for them. Uh, you can follow along. Uh, with uh, the DNVR Rugby podcast, DNVR Rugby on Twitter, 
or uh, with the written content, thedmvr.com. All right. Um, these uh, these win totals. Um, I actually hadn't seen any win totals yet, which I guess is uh, like that just means DraftKings doesn't have them up yet. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to look like. There's a lot of teams that I, I think you could have like a wide range of expectations for. Um, these are alphabetical. Starts with Arizona. This is not one where uh, there's a wide range of expectations. Uh, the, the line is set uh, at two and a half. I bet this says, oh, these are DraftKings odds. I wonder if they're just not available here yet. Or maybe I just missed them. I don't think I missed them. Because I spend a lot of time checking for college football things. Um, Arizona, two and a half, though. He says over. Uh, he says our calculation hinges on the opener against BYU. Huh. And the week two home date with San Diego State. If they can win one of the two, we think they will, um, and then get that win over NAU, they just need one conference win to get the over. Chances are they find a way to win once, if not twice, in league play. Here, here's the thing, though. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not taking them over BYU. We had that talk last time. And it's like, yeah, it could be an upset. It. I'm not. I'm not taking them over BYU. San Diego State. Ugh. That's fifty-fifty at best for Arizona. I think. Um, NAU. Yeah, you should win that. Also, if a team is going to lose to NAU, a, a Power Five team, it would probably be Arizona. Um, the thing is, like in a twelve-game season, you've got to be able to find three wins. And I guess I'm not really giving my over or under. I, I guess I probably could. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a weird one. That's a tough one. Just because that number's so low and you have to think they're going to luck into one. Like you could even see them like playing USC and USC just totally falls apart. And then at the end of the season, you're like, oh, USC, what a great season. You should be in the Pac-12 championship. And then if you win that, who knows? Maybe you're in, uh, have a chance at the... Uh, college football playoff but really like you just can't bank on Arizona beating anybody um, Arizona State over under nine wins they take the over um, we're not going to run through everything that they have to say it's worth noting that uh, they like he wasn't taking the push he's taking you the over under all of these so for nine wins if it winds up being exactly nine well there you go. You just get your money back. Um, under, you need eight and four or worse to take the over. You need ten and two or better. Is eight and four, ten and two more likely? It's tough. It's tough. Um, interesting though to hear the over there because again, I I I do think that Arizona State will probably be the favorite in my opinion in the South, but it is really wide open. Um, Cal over under five and a half wins takes the over, um, mentioned that they get to play Washington state, Colorado and Oregon state at home and they get to play Arizona. It just, it still just sucks to see Colorado listed in those as like opportunities, but that's what, that's what people think of the buff still always. It still surprises me though. After last season, um, but the over on five and a half, sure. I mean, they're they're solid. They're solid. They took a step back last year, but I don't know. Some people want to really discount last year, and it, 
you know, maybe that's the right thing to do. I'm not really sure. Uh, Colorado at four and a half. Uh, he takes the over. Um, said that the under is tempting because of the, the opponents um, playing Texas A&M, Minnesota. You get Oregon and Washington from the north. Um, but you have northern Colorado, Oregon State, and Arizona all playing in Boulder. And you should win all three of those. And he says he thinks that they're beating Minnesota, too. It's like, yeah, I well, we'll talk about Minnesota. We have plenty to say about Minnesota in the next couple days. So we'll dig into that there. Um, I think that's a very winnable game, though, in Boulder. Um, Oregon, over under nine wins. Takes the under. Maybe just a little bit surprising because I think you do look at Oregon as... Uh, I mean, if you look at like the odds to win the conference, Oregon's the favorite, and it makes sense. They've been good. They're they're consistently in that conversation at the worst, but ugh, I don't know. I don't know. And again, this is one where he points out, you know, you can't take nine, and we think that eight wins is probably more likely than ten. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what to to go to hit that over? You can lose two games. You've got uh, that Ohio State game, which is probably a loss, and then do you lose one more? I mean, I guess you have to lose two more to miss it. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I might have just taken the over. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Oregon State four and a half takes the over. Um, just giving them a win against Purdue. I mean, yeah, I, I could go either way. Anything could happen in that game. Nothing would surprise me. If it's a, it's like a blowout one way or the other, wouldn't surprise me. If it's tight, wouldn't b- b- surprise me. Um, oh, and they also have Hawaii and Idaho at home. I don't know. Uh, Stanford, over under three and a half wins. Crazy that that line is down there. He takes the over. Um, UCLA at seven. He takes the under. I don't. I don't mind that either. Uh, USC under nine. And he said that might be the easiest call. I mean, yeah. Does anybody think they're gonna win ten games? I think they're gonna blow. I mean, they're gonna blow two games, and I think somebody's just gonna beat them. And then if I mean then that's it. That's nine. Um Utah over eight and a half. Um Oh, and he says that if if they were actually putting money on these, this would be probably the one they'd choose. Is Utah over eight and a half. It's interesting. Um B, you play BYU San Diego State. It's not bad. See like I, I think Unlike Arizona, you probably win both those games if you're Utah. Um, Washington, under nine wins. Sure. No ZTF, sure. Um, Washington State, under six wins. Yeah. And that's it. So there we go. Um, Thought those were kind of fun to look at briefly. Um, Quick break, and then we're going to get into this uh, this other thing. The... uh, his thoughts on the expansion or contraction or whatever. Uh, first, though, got to hear from a bunch of our uh, favorite businesses around town. First of all, 
as always, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, we now have seltzers at the bar. I've had more than a few of those. Going back again tonight for another Avs game. I'll be drinking more of the seltzers. Kind of simple as that. Um, what else? They've they've got the strawberry sky. I could really go for one of those. It's like ninety degrees today. That's a good just sitting outside beer. Um, Avalanche, vanilla porter, so many good things. You really can't go wrong uh, if you're trying to find like a night out. The farmhouse is a great option, especially in the summer. They're like already with the outdoor seating and all that stuff. Um, down in Littleton, it's a really cool place. Really good food. Honestly, like I eat a lot of like. I don't even know what to call it. Just like not like, like basically if, if you were to ask like a 12 year old or even like a nine year old, like what are the foods? He'd probably like list out all of the foods that I eat pretty quickly. I'd be like, Oh, cheeseburgers. Uh, he would, he would call them noodles. And I, I would not, but it'd be basically the same thing. Like pizza, uh, eggs, you know, just like, the, the most basic, simple foods. But if, if you're into, like, really good food, which I am, I just, I, it doesn't really pop into my mind all that much. They, they like, kick things up a notch down at the farmhouse, so definitely check that out. Uh, also, Green Mountain Dental, uh, they have done fantastic work on some of my coworkers fixing their mouths up. I've been saying I need to go in there for, I mean, you guys know how long it's been. It's been, like, a year. I guess a pandemic. I really do. That seems like a good like beginning of summer thing to do is go into the dentist. Once once life isn't crazy, that's going to be a priority. Um But yeah, they, they seriously do good work. That's a it's a family-owned dentistry. Uh they they're huge Colorado sports fans. They're just like a great Colorado small business to support. And again, they do really good work. They also have an awesome special right now. If you go in there, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Just an absolute steal. So make sure that you go and take advantage of that. All right. Uh, also, like we were saying, want to get into some of what John Wilner had to say about uh, expansion because that's an interesting question. And it's honestly something that I have looked into a lot, but there just really isn't all that much out there. Like you'll see like, like there will be like a blog that says the the five teams that the Pac-12 should target, and then they'll explain them, and you'll be like, huh, I don't know if that's really how this works. Um, or like ESPN will put out their thing, but whenever ESPN does it, it's like, what would the Super League look like? And they just find a way to like take all the good teams and then put all the good teams na- their names like up at the top so that people will like click on it or when they search like Oklahoma, USC, Oregon, like it'll pop up, you know, that kind of stuff. What you don't find very often is just like a nice detailed look at when it would happen, how it would happen, who would want it, who would not want it, um, what the keys would be, all that kind of stuff, Um, especially specifically about the Pac-12. Like occasionally you'll see somebody write something really good about all this and it'll be like, the Big Ten, should they try to kick out some of these? But but to find something like that about the Pac-12, like it's it's rare because, honestly, because not many people really know. And John Wilner's one of those people. Um, of the Mercury Hotline, Wilner Hotline, or no, the uh, Wilner Hotline, Pac-12 Hotline newsletter, um, but also 
uh, t- the Mercury News. You can also see it. And also, it's in, like, a bunch of the newspapers around here. Um, looking into this, though, the here's here's the, the, the keys. Um, the question was, will the Pac-12 exist in its current form in 2026? Just left it totally open. And he really ran with that the way that you'd hope. Um, he said... First of all, it would likely happen prior to 2026 for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, you're going to know what the like college football playoff looks like probably at some time in the next 18 months. And also, at some time in the next 18 months, the Pac-12 is going to start, um, you know... Oh, yeah. No, by the end of this year, he said, we'll probably know about the college football playoff. And by the end of next year, they'll start the media rights negotiations. Um, and with those two things, like obviously media negotiations, you need to have all the teams because if you wind up turn into the PAC 14, that's more valuable than the PAC 12. Now, maybe not specifically every team. And that's kind of what he got into is remembering that what this is about is in terms of expansion, it's not about the size of the pie. It's about the size of the slices of the pie. And so if you bring in two more teams, does that increase the total pie enough that you're still every, each piece is bigger, even though there are two more pieces being taken out of it. That was a lot of pie talk. Um, but yeah, and again, that's pretty obvious, but it's important to note. Um, what he said was it's, it's most likely absolutely that nothing is going to change. Um, from there, it could expand, it could contract, um, but he says, first of all, you know, it's it's probably just going to be the same team. Um, and then, you know, he, he got into all the things that we know about this, which is if you're trying to increase the revenue for each school, how do you do that? By making sure that the schools you bring in are going to actually bring in significantly more money for the conference. Um, and what does that mean? Um First of all, the market size. And he pointed out that that isn't nearly as important as it used to be. It used to be that it was all about like how many cable boxes there were in the area where the school was because you just get a cut based on the number of cable boxes there. That's basically how it works. But at this point, when people watch so many different ways, it's not quite as much about that, um, which is interesting. Um, from there, though, there's other important things like you know, BYU, he said you just throw it out because it's a religious school. They have their rules about playing on Sundays. The Pac-12 is not going to deal with that. You know, they just are not interested in doing that. Um, you have schools like Boise or uh, – did he name like Boise? Um, San Diego State, UNLV, they aren't, uh, they aren't all that good at um, school. <laughs> when you like look at all the academic stuff and then also they don't bring all that much economically either because uh, even Boise like they they have a good football team but what else do they offer um and so what he said that there's basically only two schools that that would make it make sense for the Pac-12 to ex- expand and they probably have to come as a package deal because they play each other a lot. It's a well-known rivalry. Those two schools, 
Texas and Oklahoma. Um, again, he says he doesn't think that they would be willing to go to different conferences. They need each other too much. Um, Oklahoma would... Oklahoma would probably be like down if Texas came with it. And so he says basically it's all about Texas. If you can get Texas, you do it. Um, brings up things like they have their own media deal. And so they get a bunch of money from ESPN just for themselves that doesn't go through the Big 12. That was part of the negotiations to get them into the Big 12. Is the Pac-12 willing to offer something similar? Eh, probably not. Like you would think not. But... If, if you really wanted to do this, you'd probably have to. Um, so that was that was kind of the big thing is that it doesn't – it's tough to find a way to make it work out. You know, there's things – the reasons why they would want to join the Pac-12. Um, but, yeah, just thought that was interesting. And then uh, the, the only other thing you really think about is if there's like a raid from the Big 12 – um, but that doesn't also make too much sense just because, you know, um, well, we can run through what he said about it. Um, they'd, they'd probably be going after the Arizona schools. He doesn't mention Colorado in any of this, which I thought was interesting. You know, you think maybe it would make some sense to jump that way, but he doesn't even bring that up. He brings up the Arizona schools and says, uh, culturally and politically, they fit a lot better with the PAC 12 than the big 12. Um, academically, you want to be affiliated with Stanford, Cal, UCLA, USC, then uh, Texas Tech and all them. Um, competitively, uh, you, you want to be uh, tied into the South California recruiting base, and you don't want to have to start trying to get more prospects from Texas, which just also makes sense. Um, and then also do they really bring anything to the Big 12? You know, Arizona's basketball program is good, but as he points out, football is worth about 85% of the media money. Basketball is worth about 15%. And he also points out that's why Pac-12 probably wouldn't have any interest in adding Kansas because what do they add other than basketball and how much is basketball really worth? Um. Yeah. I think that's the big stuff. They talk about, like, do the L.A. schools try to leave? Like, well, they don't really have Olympic sports over there. Um, they don't fit in politically, culturally, culturally, academically, basically in any way. You know, there's just, like, a lot of reasons why it would make no sense for anybody to make any changes. And that's kind of the conclusion of this whole thing, is that there probably won't be any changes. But you never know. At this point, though, he says it's basically not worth thinking about Unless, uh, you know, some news breaks. Somebody says something. Um, we're going to take one more quick break and get out of here with a DraftKings pick of the week. Real quick, though, let's talk about DraftKings. So, DraftKings is America's number one rated sportsbook app. You know, I was actually thinking about it today. It's kind of crazy. I'm pretty sure we've been able to bet on sports for like two years I can't even remember life without betting on sports, which is a weird thing and a weird tangent. But seriously, it does change the way you watch sports. It's so much fun if you guys haven't gotten in yet. Um, yeah, it, like seriously, it just makes everything great. Like 
there there's like a point in my day where I have basically like I've read all the sports things there are to read. I've scrolled through Twitter. I've looked through Reddit, seen all the sports things that there are to see, you know, uh, watch the YouTube videos, listen to the podcast I listen to. But then there's still just like time for more. Like, I feel like I get through all that stuff before noon every day. And then what do you do? You just get on your DraftKings app. You scroll around. You find a couple of cool things that you can do on there. And it's a lot of fun. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. For me, recently, it's been working a lot more than it doesn't. Um, But yeah, this week, uh, they, they make it easy for you. If you're a new user, you sign up using the code DMVR, you'll be able to make a $1 bet that pays out 100 bucks on any basketball game. You just pick something where you have a good feeling. Um, what's I guess there really isn't anything all that lopsided left. Um, yeah, there isn't. It's kind of tough. I don't know who I'd choose at this point, especially for one game. Um, but yeah, it's still like a great deal. Even if, I mean, you should be getting like $1.00. And then you get, or you're like, you pay $1, you get $1 back. But instead, pay a dollar and you get $100 if you get it right. Uh, it's it's an awesome uh, promo that they're running. Definitely check that out if you haven't downloaded the app yet. Again, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR when you sign up. Turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Uh, you just bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DMVR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to do a DraftKings pick of the week. This is an easy one. Um, we're just taking the Nuggets series line. Actually, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be conservative here, because you can still get even odds on uh, the Nuggets plus one and a half games in this series. So what that means is, I mean, basically, whoever you you win as many games as you win, then you add a game and a half to the Nuggets. If that's more, then you win. So in in practice, that means the Nuggets have to either win the series or force a game seven. And they've taken every series they've played. In, or no, the Lakers series didn't go seven. Point is, this team is, uh, it's it's good. It's good. And let me see what exactly these odds are. Um, total games played, game spread. There we go. So Nuggets plus one and a half. Yeah, minus 110. Just like a nice little easy bet. And all you need is for it to be a seven game series. Or the Nuggets to win. And I have a really good feeling about the Nuggets in this one. Nikola Jokic doesn't lose. Like, he is legitimately the best basketball player alive right now. If you just watch all these guys play, and when I say watch, I mean, like, actually watch. Instead of just, like, kind of doze off and then be like, wait, how does he have 36 points? If you actually watch, it's crazy. You know, even that last game, you know, people, where do I even want to go with this? So many exciting things about the Nuggets. I mean, five of those six games... Jokic, uh, he matched or beat his point total high from last postseason. Like, that's the kind of thing that nobody's talking about. Like, not that I turn on, like, ESPN or TNT or any of those guys and listen to what they have to say about the Nuggets, but I can still guarantee you, nobody said, wow, five of the six in terms of scoring, 
better or as good as every performance last year when everybody's like, yeah, the Nuggets are good, the Nuggets are good. And sure, they don't have Jamal, but you have the best basketball player alive. You know, this isn't like LeBron who loses AD and it's like blah, 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 blah. No, Joker really is this good. Like, it's just crazy. He dropped 38 in that last game. He didn't take a shot in the first quarter. And I think, again, the casual basketball fan, somebody who doesn't pay attention to Jokic when he's out there, they're like, oh, well, come on. You're, you're the best player and you're not even going to take a shot? Well, what was he doing? He was getting Michael Porter Jr. open looks at three on every possession. Go back and watch those threes. Like, whether it's MPJ curling around him, whether it's somehow Joker pulling the defender off of him, Jokic set up all of that success, and that was very intentional because that's what he does. Go back and watch that game-winning play the game before where they just, they, everybody, there's four guys on the other side of the court, Jokic posting up on the other side. They double-team. It's like three guys defending those four. Points at Aaron Gordon, who's like the second man up court around the arc um, of those four nuggets. It's like, come on, come through. And you're like, okay, here it is. He's going to be wide open because... I mean, those defenders just can't get with him. But as he as he waves him through, you know that baseline defender who's still like splitting him and MPJ in the corner. He's just he's just like, yeah, I've got to go with this guy. And Jokic just throws the perfect pass just right over the man's head. Like like it's the kind of stuff that makes you think like, there's no way Joker came into this game without knowing what his vertical was. Because if that pass is one inch lower, then it's getting tipped out of bounds. If it's an inch higher two inches higher, it's not going to be in rhythm for MPJ in the corner. But it's just perfect. And he sets everybody up perfectly. It puts them in a position where they just cannot miss. And it's incredible to watch. It's incredible to watch. Don't listen to what TNT has to say. TNT doesn't even have anything to say. It was crazy last night. I was watching just out of curiosity, and it's just... Nobody had anything to say about the Nuggets. Like, it was just awkward silences. Eventually, Kenny went on, like, this little rant about how, like, he, he's winning the MVP because of availability, and him and Embiid, like, it would have been a toss-up. Otherwise, it's like, dude, you, watch the games. Just watch the games. And if you watch the games, you'll know what you're talking about. And if you watch the games, you're going to be feeling real good about these Nuggets going in to play the Suns. Like, he's just going to beat up on Aiton. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's also going to be even better if you make money out. But yeah, the, the pick of the week, Nuggets at minus 110 um, to either win or go seven games. Again, that's Nuggets plus 1.5 in the series. Um, or, you know, and what I'm also on is just the Nuggets to win the series at plus 175. $10 pays out 27.50. That's, I don't understand why these odds are so far apart. Just, just keep, just keep taking the value. Just keep taking the value. Uh, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back either tomorrow or Sunday, depending on, uh, depending on honestly, how much research it takes. Going to find a couple of Minnesota games to watch. Uh, I haven't even looked at which ones I want to watch. Yet. I haven't had a chance. It's always tough because it's like, do you want to watch him play Ohio State? You know, one of the best teams in the country and see what that looks like? Or do you want to know what it looks like when they play uh, like uh, a Michigan? Or uh, like, what's a bad team? Like Rutgers in the Big Ten? Like, I don't know. So I'm probably going to find some somebody who uh, is pretty good, somebody who uh, is kind of not all that good. And then we'll talk about what uh, is on that tape uh, either tomorrow or Sunday, depending on, again, like, 
How good are the cut-ups of the videos? Is this going to take an hour to watch a game or three hours to watch a game because they don't cut the commercials out? Um, and then, like, looking through all the numbers and the stats and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm excited, and I will see you then. Oh, and then, by the way, Monday, we're talking about the Stanford game. Are we going to get to that Monday? Yeah, I'll be ready to go Monday. Monday, we're talking about the Stanford game. So if you want to watch that one, go watch it. Um, if you guys have Sling, you can go. It's in like the – what is that in? It's in the Pac-12 football in 60. I think I think you can actually go to the Pac-12 network website, and it'll be on there too. You're not going to believe this, but it's actually pretty tough to navigate that website. Um, I don't think sling people can use it, although I have been able to in the past, even though it says I can't. Again, who knows what's going to happen if you go to that website? But I do think like I think like Dish, there's a DirecTV, whichever one of them has Pac-12 Network. I think that you'll be able to watch it on there too. Or again, if you just search like Colorado Stanford highlights, one of the first like three videos that pops up is going to be a 20 minute cut up of the most important points of that game. Or you don't even have to watch, and I'll tell you what happens, and that's cool too. But, uh, yeah, that's the plan for the next couple days. I will see you then.